degree I'm still not sure I know I skipped three years worth of lectures Just to binge watch awful shows There must be some scholarship For accruing worthless knowledge It's my only talent, honey That and losing money Let your excess hex debts rest And then just join us while we start On our bachelor Hello, and welcome back to Bachelor of Hearts, the Bachelor podcast that asks the question, did we fuck up by hitching our wagon to a TV show that simply cannot stay on the air forever? Oh, irrevocably, (laughs) Xavier. This is the situation, listener, and hello. The Bachelor airs now once a year. What do we do in the rest of that time? My name's Max. That's Xavi. We make Australia's longest-running, most tenured, most listened-to Bachelor podcast, which is fantastic for about two and a half weeks a year. Exactly. We're in a sticky, precarious situation. Mm. And I'm not just talking about how it's a 30 degree day. My word, it is humid. Which for our overseas listeners, I think that's like 120 Fahrenheit. 170 maybe. Yeah, somewhere around there. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's it's we're in, a, we're in a funny little spot. We've been in a funny little spot like this before. And we are, you know, when I've said it before, I'll say it again. When all you have is a podcast, everything looks like a uh, um, Thing that you need a podcast to solve. Right. You know, yes. you know that old phrase? Yep. Uh, so we're going to sit here and we're going to podcast our way through it, basically. We're going to figure out what's next. We're going to figure out what's going on with both The Bachelor Australia mm. and all of its, you know, its, its world. Appendages. Uh, and also what's going on with us here at The Bachelor of Hearts podcast. This is the BOH AGM, if you want to think about that, listeners. Right. We... Uh, here to talk about why and how the show could continue and in which ways we will persist. Yeah, exactly. And I think, uh, with full transparency, we have not prepared very much for this episode. We literally just, like, we're like, let's just sit down and talk it out. Yeah, it needs to be done because at this point, like, we are staring at a calendar that if they do another series in December... You guys don't care, right? How do we entertain ourselves until December? I mean, first and foremost... How will we maintain a friendship? <laughs> we have nothing in common, nothing obviously. At all. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, the, the, the strongest possibility for the future of The Bachelor... Look, maybe we should start by, like, predicting, you know? Like, what do we think is going to happen? And then maybe we talk about, like, what could or should happen that will be different to that. It's a fabulous idea. Let me say this first. We are recording today on the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Max Quinn is my name. Joining me each and every week, my friend who loves the coronavirus and hates... What was it? <laughs> Xavier Rebetsky Noonan. Hi, Xavier. Hello. That was an interesting twist on the intro. Yeah, it's very nice. Maybe that's how we keep things fresh in 2024. You Yikes. Know? Look, I think there are a myriad ways that we're going to continue to keep this podcast fresh. Uh, abundant, apparent in your feeds for the duration of the year, no matter what happens with the Bachelor franchise itself in Australia. Last year, we were handed the gift of F-Boy Island. We were handed the gift of the Golden Bachelor. There are, I am sure, plenty of avenues for us to poke our little noses down as we begin 
2024, a brand new show. Right. So we we had a conversation like right in advance of us purchase of me making a $300 purchase for some expensive glassware, which if you're a listener to the show, and I can't imagine this is anybody's first episode, um, you'll, have, you'll have heard this beautiful sound recently, a, a wonderful $300. Uh, I don't need to keep mentioning Say how what expensive it is. It was. It's the Waterford Crystal Waterford Glass. Crystal, ruby, red, whatever it's called. Uh, Clarendon, I believe, uh, champagne flute. We got two of them. Uh, a great purchase. But I, I was like, look, uh, as much as I want these, as much as I have the brain damage that makes me want these, mm. I will be much more comfortable justifying this if I know for sure that we are not going to just like go dark this year on well, the that's podcast. The, yeah, exactly the thing where we don't want to go dark. And we also, look, are staring down the barrel of a year where I think there's another season coming. Of Australian Bachelor yes. in some form or another. Okay, this is kind of my first question, right? Because we don't fully know right there is some there was some indication towards the end of last year or at channel 10's like upfronts where Mm -hmm. they announced like what is on the slate for the next year um the they announced that that there would be another season of the bachelors yes but it was my understanding that that was the season that we then got very late last year because there were two seasons in 2023 right like they had one in very very early January, then at Upfronts they made the announcement that there was another season coming, and then in very very late December they had that what I pre- believe to be that season. Although I don't know, that so you may think they well burned been, them both in non ratings periods. I mean, they definitely did, right? Um, but whether or not that means that there is another like approved thumbs up from the network, we will fund, and you know you can make this next season. Mm. I don't know. Uh, but I'm willing to believe that there will be another season. I think that there will be. And look, I have been taking the uh, upfronts for 2024 to mean television shows that will air after the non-ratings period ends Mm. and the 2024 ratings period begins. That stands to reason, yeah. So I think that there will be another season. But in case we have seen the last of it on Channel 10, I still want to say this. We're not dead in the water. Look at the way that other networks bid for and purchase from, say, Star Endemol or whatever production companies, mm-hmm. reality TV shows, or the rights to even air sports broadcasts. Sure. I think that perhaps the shows best thing like, that this uh, could happen- like Australian Idol yes. have jumped around networks, shows like uh, Big Brother is Definitely another one. Definitely that, right? The uh, Farmer Wants a Wife as well. Sure. The best thing that could happen to this franchise is to be purchased by another network. I think you're probably right. That's my hot take for the start of this episode of the BOH pod. Yeah. So, yeah, last time we did one of these, uh, like, State of the Nation episododes. Yes. I went back and checked because I thought it was kind of recent, and it turns out it was, like, three years ago. This is somewhere well, like, before maybe Jimmy and, and Holly's season, right? I think it was just after Jimmy right. and Holly's, but before we had considered doing... Um, like ancient history uh-huh. before, you know, like it, it kicked off uh, before the real love boat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, and it kicked off a sort of more exploratory phase of our podcast. Yes. Which I think may be what the vibe is here as well, because whether or not there is a season of some kind of Australian bachelor show. And I say that because there's, there's always some slight conversation around like, will they do, golden bachelor in australia uh-huh. which has been like very very gently hinted at but nothing confirmed or you know no reason to believe that it's imminent mm-hmm. 
whether it will be Bachelor, whether it will be Bachelors. Mm. The Upfronts announcement, I believe, was for another season of Bachelors. Although, like, we've been lied to by Upfronts in the past. You know, like, things can change. Um, Or whether it will be something else that we hadn't anticipated, whether there will be some kind of international crossover or some kind of winter games or whatever they want. You know, it could be anything. Imagine another season of Bachelor Winter Games. I don't want to. <laughs> Maybe listen to your heart will come down under. <laughs> that that would work here. It would it would be good. I think that here. In, can you imagine? Do like, the, okay. Question for you, off yeah. topic ish. Do the singing shows rate well in Australia? No, the singing shows haven't rated well in a long time. Yeah, and the I mean, love shows have, outside but... of maths don't rate that well either. But here's the thing. Yeah. Maths is rating its fucking ass off. Yeah. And it, like, kind of always has, but I think even more so now that things like Bachelor are less popular. Well, basically, both of these franchise that are, uh, franchises that are now Channel 9 properties have taken the pivot to hard drama. Mm. Like, we don't care about exploring the romance of it at all, which is, like, partially why we started this show. Yeah. Was to go, well, how could they explore the romance better? How could they storytell in a way that would be more satisfying for us as as viewers, yeah. what Married at First Sight and what Far More to Wife do is so different, so distinct to what we have uh, on our hands here in either iteration of the the Bachelor properties. On one hand, you had Australia's Most Eligible Man, which people quickly kind of got sick of because mm. Australia's Most Eligible Man was, was bland. Yeah. And forcibly so and that doesn't line up with what the australian uh i don't know i think also as audiences have splintered out a lot more like there is less of one clear idea of what australia's perfect man is there are fewer like um and so the question becomes in an era where you are not well known unless you are nailing your niche what does The Bachelor need to become if it is going to continue successfully? Right. Because even if it's only going to be a couple of weeks a year, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe we should, maybe is the rehabilitation program that we're putting together here, how can they get out of the doldrums? Or is it how can they continue making this show at a small budget? You know, like, is it is the idea to just keep it on life support or is the idea to, like, make it flourish again? Because I feel like those are two quite different goals. If you want to keep it on life support, you run it back. What does that sentence mean? I don't know what run it back means. Well, so what run it back means is you do exactly what you did last year Mm. over again. Yeah. Which I would argue is kind of what they just did. Yes. With another season of The Bachelors. Yeah. They kept it on life support for another year and they said, maybe it'll do better in December than in January where Mm. also no one's watching. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it was always the plan to put it in December. I I can't really make sense of the strategy... Like, I couldn't at the time, and I thought that by now I would have some better context on it or whatever. Mm. But, like, you know, they made another season. And I think they made another season probably largely because they got some grant money from a new location. Mm -hmm. Um, And they went, well, you know, it's it's, uh, we have to meet a content quota of Australian TV. Mm -hmm. Um, It's cheap. It's cheap. We know how to make it. We've been making it for a while. Yep. Um, You know, the, the machine's already there. Let's do it. Let's, you know, see what happens. But I think the decision to bury it again. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, the, it was very strange that they buried it the first time. And then for them to bury it again the second time, my big question was like, why make it in the first place? Here's my question to you. 
How long has it been since there has been an iteration on the reality TV format that has worked for network television? What's the most recent in one Australia, that you can name? Yeah. Uh, because in the US, it's The God of Bachelor. Yes. Maybe like The Masked Singer? Does that work? I mean, it got some good numbers, I guess, the first season did. I don't. I honestly, I don't really no, know. No, me neither, really. Yeah. Uh, there the- are old franchises that are still connecting, like something like The Block. Oh, yeah. maybe uh, uh, Love on the Spectrum, although it's not commercial TV. No. That's an ABC show. Well, to that end, can you please consult the internet and tell me if there's anything of note within the last, let's say, 10 years that stands out to you as a revitalization of reality TV. Cheap, easy to make, cool for us, uh, for network television. Something that has breathed some new life into the format or, you know, into the genre. Yeah. I, it's Honestly, it's kind of slim pickings. I'm looking through here and I'm seeing a lot of titles that are like, Things that have been on the air for quite a long time, similar to The Bachelor, that are kind of like still trucking along. Yep. And some of them are doing quite well. Like Survivor Australia tends to rate very well. It has a very dedicated fan base. Um, similar with things like MasterChef. Like these are just shows that never really went away. Uh-huh. Or if they did, it was not for like, you know, it, it was to the show's benefit probably more so than like making them forgotten about. Right. And then you've got a lot of things that like, you know, played a season or two oh you know like connected a little bit but like you know what i mean i'm looking at this list i'm like the challenge australia the traders australia awful awful. you know like just a lot of stuff that like you know below deck down under the real housewives of sydney like shows that some of which are probably really good i haven't watched a lot of them but like just uh, are not big hits you know like um uh lego masters australia uh you know what else have we got um the Masked Singer, I guess. It's like a recent, you know, fairly... Yeah, I mean, that's it, I well. suppose in the last five years, and it doesn't feel... Um, it doesn't tick my boxes mm. for what I like in reality TV, but I, 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 I guess that works. Mm. There, look, what I'm, I, th- I think I'm saying is that the only shows that have really, really pierced the zeitgeist in terms of reality TV in the last couple of years, outside of, let's say... Masked Singer really works in the US and works pretty good here too. Yeah. Are the Netflix ones. Right. Yeah. Which is like the the benefit of of Netflix is that it's, you know. Love is Blind, Ultimatum, Circle. It's cheap. It's easy to make. It's the one production company. Yes, exactly. It's very like streamlined. And also they have like a big, you know, machine of, of promotion. Big promotion machine, but also like inherently bingeable. And also international in the sense that, like, you know, those aren't Australian shows, so we benefit from people all around the world being able to tune in and generating buzz and marketing and, you know, social and... Exactly that. It has been a long time since there has been an Australian reality format that has connected with Australian audiences. Mm. And in order to revitalise The Bachelor... I think we need to tear it down. Okay. I like this. You got, a, you got a fun look on your face. It needs to be called, like... The Bachelors. What if there were three of them? <laughs> I think... Okay, so when, when I think back to that, that episode that we did a few years ago, mm. we were saying, like... <laughs> um, this was before The Bachelors. Yes. And we were saying, like, 
there need to be some changes. Definitely. So obviously, the Channel Ten has us to thank for the Bachelors and yes. all of its ma- massive success. Bachelors has not done terribly, but it is funny that like what we were responding to in that episode was like a uh, ratings decline. Yeah. That has completely continued, mm. and also uh, some like lack of public interest generally, and just like buzz, which has also continued. Well, so here's where I land with that: we have a brand problem, mm-hmm. more so than even I think we have a content problem now. I think the Bachelors feels millennially; it feels Gen Xy, it feels Rosie Waterland, and. I don't know that younger audiences in particular are that interested and older audiences are now exploring new taboos. Sure. Yes. Yeah. I think we touched on this last time actually of just like, it's, it's such a millennial product. Yeah. And there needs to be engagement with younger audiences or else like everyone will just die out and stop being paying attention. Yeah. Particularly because like millennials are not a generation that you can like rely on, you know, like if it was extremely popular with baby boomers, then you might be able to rely on the baby boomers for another few decades or whatever, you know, like there would, there would be a little less juice left in it, but millennials are more interested in like looking around and finding other shit and they're more, you know, getting nose rings, you know, (laughs) we're millennials by the way. And we just got matching nose rings. Yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. So, Australia's best nose ring. Could be good. We started doing this thing recently where Max and I are just pitching reality shows to each other. Mm. Um, Tell them. Oh, well, the one I have, which I was pretty fond of, is like I was thinking about the singing shows and like the voice and like, you know, Australian Idol and stuff like that. They're all focusing on like how good someone is at singing, right? Yeah. Which is a fine goal, (laughs) but it it shouldn't be the only one. Yeah. And I was thinking about... There are senses that we are not really engaging with, um, and there are like aspects of performance that I think are not being explored. And so I want to see a show about Australia's loudest singer. <laughs> you know, what would that be like? And it's like, you know, we're not microphoning, you know, we're not amplifying them or whatever, but it's like, how much can you fuck up the judge's ears? Yeah, we are measuring you in terms of, of, uh, decibel damage it's got to be yeah it's got to be like in, in fact do you remember have you ever seen the kenny versus spenny episode yeah um, but we don't like spenny anymore don't we oh spenny's spenny's shit canned uh who could have seen it coming from the episode i was about to reference which is uh if you haven't seen the show it's like a competition it's two friends who like you know challenge each other to do the most something or to do you who know. can do the biggest shit right and so the episode i was referring to is who can do the loudest fart <laughs> <laughs> Which, it's a really fun episode of TV. I'm so sorry that unfortunately I can't recommend anybody watch it due to uh, Spenny's political views. Um, but like they was they strapped microphones to their butts, or like not just microphones, but like you know measuring, you know like mm. uh, audio, whatever, whatever the, the hardware was. Um, but then they proceeded to like eat various foods and like do sort of like various like body like workouts or whatever to try and exercise these like as loud as possible thoughts which like maybe that me maybe that's more entertaining than this like loudest singing show could be mm-hmm. but i just love the idea of like you know i i think honestly it should be like it should be decibel based until you get to like a final 12 okay. and then you get to the australian idol final 12 where people have to vote so then we have full performances of songs where someone's on stage and they're just going like, <laughs> Near for wherever you are. 
It was really loud. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, I will be competing. Yeah, this you is, are Australia's loudest singer. Make my way into it. Yeah. Um, I just remember my housemates downstairs. <laughs> Shouts out, Ollie. Um, so, I mean, that's one. I don't know if we can work that into Bachelor or not necessarily. That might be slightly off topic. I think you just need a good local rivalry. That's the problem with uh, so many of these Byron Bays. Uh-huh. Terrible show. Yeah. Terrible Pretty rough. show. Pretty rough. Uh, we watched all of it because there were Bachelor people in it. I like, I like that they tried. Sure. Same with the Shire. You remember the Shire? They definitely, like, really, really are trying. But the, the problem is that we're doing oh, aspirational did you hear, wealth. <laughs> yes. Uh, did you hear they are doing an official shore, MTV shore, uh, in, in the Gold Coast? <gasps> oh. Do you want to guess the name? This is true, by the way. It's not a bit. Uh, the Jersey Shore, obviously. The Geordie Shore, etc. The Goldie Shore? You would think, right? Was it the Cool and Gatta Shore? It's not Tweet that. Shore? Nope. You can keep guessing. Uh-uh. What is it? You keep guessing as is long as you the like. The Sun Shore? Sunny Shore? No. Queensland Shore? No. Brisbane Shore? No. Damn it. What is it? Aussie Shore. Oh, fuck Doesn't off. that suck? <laughs> That's awful. Isn't that bad? I mean, I have more faith in that format. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Like, so what maths, Farmer Wants a Wife to a certain extent, the block, have leaned into is Australian male toxicity. Sure. Yep. It, like, they, I think I that's mean, what it boils down to. it's a reliable ingredient for, you know, what else do we have for Australian reality TV? Right. reality TV thrives on a villain. Well, so, like, part of what I learned being overseas last year and being part of a big TV production for the US was, like, there's a reason that you get put to the front. You did the um you did you were hosting the Golden Globes, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I did host the Golden Globes and yeah. I made lots of really good jokes. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I was cracking. And everyone up. really liked it. <laughs> and, and what the vibe was was like it is the ultimate expression of American excess. We don't have that gene in this country. Right. Part of what makes The Bachelor such a stalwart franchise in the US, I would argue, is that every American can identify within themselves some little degree of, like, I would do that to be famous. Sure, yes. But I what's don't that, think we've got that There's a great phrase here. about um, every American... Like, I wish I could attribute this to whoever said it, because it's very clever, but it's like, every American believes that they are a tempor- temporarily embarrassed millionaire. In that they're like, oh. you, no matter what like social class you belong to, you think that you are like a couple of days away from your rightful place as a member of the elite. Yeah, because someone will discover you at, let's say, um, the NFL draft in Kansas City wearing a jersey that on the back says breastfed. Um, <laughs> and people will go, you are so fascinating. That happened to you? What it did this? happen to me. Did you have a breastfed jersey? No, no, I saw breastfed. Oh, I understand. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah. was Tailgate Troy. There was Mr. Cowboy. There was all kinds oh, of... Give these guys a show. I, look, but this is the thing. Everyone is uh, inbuilt a brand. Yeah. In it's this day and age, so my much friend. less so here. We are so much less prepared to, mm. to be a brand. And in particular, our audience expectations as viewers uh, are set by America. Yeah. There are precious few contestants on The Bachelor 
who have really properly been able to speak to what it means to be Australian mm. in a way that feels Ameri- reality TV American. Yeah. I think about this in terms of Tim Hanley. Mm. Think about it in terms of Kieran. Yeah. These first couple of seasons where you go, oh, I see myself in you. Right. We're, we're, getting, we're getting something... And, like, it's not just that, that, that there's one type of Australian. No. Whatever, in the sense that, like, Tim and Kieran fit a certain definition. Yeah, but it's not the same way that I define myself. Right. You know, like, but I can see enough of myself in the way that you experience and explore the world and uh, express yourself mm. that you're, I'm not, like, I'm not watching Aliens. Yeah. In the same way that it has felt like uh, on reality TV so often you are watching Aliens because someone has gone to the races and cast a guy who was loud. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, he's on my new show. Right. Yeah. yeah. My so show. Is this is the secret to Bachelor's future success in casting? I'm sure it's part of it. It's part of it, but I think that the problem now is that the brand is tainted. I think that's a big, big part of it. And I think, like... We're in a weird rut now that there's been two seasons of The Bachelors. Yeah. I think doing a second season of The Bachelors to keep Australian Bachelor on life support is, like, such a cursed... Like, I mean, like, it it was effective and we found things to like about that season. Uh-huh. It wasn't our favorite ever. It wasn't our least favorite ever. It was better ever. than the first one. I agree. Um, but now it's like, what, do, like, what can it be? You know, yeah. like... Oh, the the fact that they were able to do The Bachelors was a fun, like, cracking open of the format. And it's like, it doesn't have to be what we assume it is. Maybe this wasn't as successful as it could have been. But, like, look, now The Bachelor can be anything. Right. Right? Yeah. Now that they've done two seasons of The Bachelors, it's like, well, is The Bachelor dead? And is the TV show in Australia now just The Bachelors? This you know, we were saying, like, season corpse. one and season two. Yeah. You know, like, is... Has The Bachelor died? Is The Bachelor the only thing that can live? Or if not, how will they pivot either back to The Bachelor, which I feel like is going to seem to a lot of people like either an admission of defeat or just like a slightly less interesting prospect. Yeah. To anyone who was fully won over by the premise, who I, I would argue is not the entire audience base. The problem was that we started casting celebrities. Maybe that's it. I mean, that is a, that is a kind of act of desperation, I think that that is really it. Like, somewhere along the line, they thought, it is going to be really cool that we cast the Honey Badger and Sophie Monk. Yes. And it worked at the time. absolutely Those are the two biggest seasons that they ever had. Right. And uh, I think to that extent, right, that's why they don't work anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, it's always going to seem like a trade down from that. It's a sellout kind of move. For uh, a people who maybe now are executives struggling to work out why The Bachelor doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Because once they've done that, unless they can get bigger celebrities than those, it's always going to seem like a trade down. Right. And it's also always going to seem like they've already done it. Yeah. It's like, how do you... I don't know. My favorite season is Matt Agnews. Mm-hmm. This is something I was thinking about. I'm taking you off topic as well, but I was yeah. like... I don't, we should, we should figure out, it should probably be its own episode. A definitive ranking? Rank the seasons. Yeah. And maybe rank the leads, because I don't know if those are two of the, those are necessarily the same. Because like, sometimes a season is great because a certain contestant was on it. Or, 
you know, a certain plot thread was, you know. Also, I think about Richie's season. Okay. So many great women. Yes. And Richie. Yes. Same thing with Honey Badger. Like, he's not my favorite lead, but I no. think he might be one of my favorite seasons. Yep. Um, yeah. This would be an interesting thing for us to pursue in a future episode. This is uh, ripe territory for us. Yes. Yeah. By the way, just as a brief reminder, the idea behind the episode you're listening to right now is we're figuring it out and we're talking through what we're going to do. Because as much as we want to save The Bachelor in Australia and as much as I do think there is a future for it if they want to pursue it, Uh it is still only going to be best case scenario like six weeks out of the year. Yeah. Or I mean, best case scenario is like they bring back Bachelorette, you know. But I think we're talking a couple of years down the line for any of that to happen, really. Yes. Um, So we are also figuring out the other things that we're going to do. And I've mentioned this before, but I have a big list of things that I would like to do on this podcast. I'm really interested, but I want to pitch you my idea for a reality show first. Please. Yes. I don't want to take us off topic. Yes. If you have have an idea, is it about uh, volume based? You've gone for Australia's loudest singers. Yeah. We've seen, and I like that you've done that because it's like a flip on what we see uh, somewhere around the world, like dating in the dark or yes. um, they take a sense away or right. it's dating, but it's only queer people or it's dating, but the cast is limited to people who... They um, live in different rooms of a building and they can't see each other. Exactly. Or, you yeah. know, like we're, we're constantly taking senses away from people. Okay. Okay. Yep. I'm listening. So or perhaps I, have, I shouldn't. Ah. <laughs> two ideas. Okay. One is basically the bachelor, but you're not allowed to speak. Ooh. And you can only... Mm, <laughs> mm. <laughs> so you can't make little noises. You can grunt. Because it's not... Wait, okay, so we don't want to cut... I mean, like, is the idea... We can't cast people who, like have experience with, like, sign language or, like, you know. No, 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 no. And like, where do we, also, but, but where do we stand like, on, like, written language? You know what I mean? Like, well, there are going to be easy workarounds. A kind of, like, whatever way you can find to communicate without, um, I'd like to rule out sign language. Okay. Um, I would like to rule out writing. Okay. Any of the easy workarounds. Yeah. I don't want to be a part of this project. Sure. It seems counterproductive to in- in- involve those. Instead... We have a host, Osha, probably. <laughs> sure. And then we have... You it's are a little not allowed to speak. But sure, it can be Osha. You're, you're not allowed to speak. Okay. Va- we a do vow all of silence. the same... Yeah. Are a we vow. trading a vow of silence for a vow of marriage? Yeah. You know, is that the idea? Right. It ends in a right. proposal. Can it work? Your first words must be, will you marry me? Yes. Isn't that good? It's not bad. I like it. Like... What happens? Like, is it still we take each other out on dates? Is We're it going similar on dates? Group dates, challenges. <laughs> what? What? What yeah, fills the episodes? Like the um, obviously the host Osha mm-hmm. has a lot of legwork to do here, but also <laughs> I, I mean, think I mean, that I this is precisely where we have room for like commentators. Okay. Oh yeah. I want interesting people from uh, the Australian zeitgeist, or maybe. Just interesting people on TikTok who you know are not what? established media personalities. We're talking about this within the, the context of a, a somewhat jokey premise. Yeah. But real shows that I've watched and enjoyed, um, 
often not from Australia. I'm thinking about the Japanese TV show Terrace House. Yes. Which uh, is interspersed. If you haven't seen it, it's a reality show. It's kind of similar to A Bachelor type, or, or maybe like a Big Brother. Yeah. Where it's like a bunch of people live in a house together. They're strangers. They're just trying to figure out. You know, it's not... It's not like over the top with the amount of competition that happens in it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's kind of reason that it cuts through is that it's like quite chill and it's like, you know, character based and not specifically like, you know, high octane thrills it's, or whatever. Yeah. But in order to keep things interesting and in order to help keep track of the dynamics as they're unfolding, you have a panel of. I believe like celebrity commentators or right. like, I mean, this is a more common thing in, in Japanese television than in uh, like Western TV anyway. Yeah. But like people who will say like, Oh, I really love what they, you know, Oh, I can't believe, you know, just like reacting uh-huh. on the fly or whatever. And like, I'm not as well versed in that culture. That so I don't know the people element as- into it. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like that could work really well. Yeah. An inbuilt goggle box would be really good for an Australian reality TV show. Okay. Yeah. And so what about this? You've heard of a meat cute? Okay, so this is your second show, right? Nope. No, same, same show? show. Okay, sorry. You've heard of on. a meat cute? I've definitely heard of a meat cute. This show's called Meat Mute. Meat Mute? Yep. It's not bad. It's not. It's not it's bad. Not bad. It's not great. <laughs> it's, it's not bad. It's not. It's not a great title. No, no, no. But uh, we're it, shopping on the fly here. It'll work if you have the right logo. I think the title, you know, makes sense. Yes. Um, you have another show you wanted to pitch? Yeah. Yeah. So this Wait, is- actually, should I do mine first? Yeah, yeah, go right I've ahead. I've got another one. Okay. But kind of not that dissimilar uh-huh. to my first one in the sense that I'm talking about senses. Yes. I'm talking about like, because we have, we have shows like MasterChef or, you know, My Kitchen Rules or whatever, where the idea is, and obviously it's a little hard to communicate this to a viewer who does not get to taste the food. Yeah. But we're talking about taste, right? We've got shows that are scratching that itch, that are ticking yeah. that box. Yep. We've got singing shows that are all about hearing, sound, listening, you know. I can't wait for what you're going to... Obviously, a lot of TV shows will give you stuff to look at. It's all about, lo- you know, maybe it's like uh, uh, Next Top Model or whatever, where it's like, how does this person look or whatever. I can't help... I, know, I don't know how touch is going to work. I don't have an idea for that, but I can't help but feel like there's one pretty key sense that we have not really figured out a way to commercialize into a reality TV program. Yep. The hunt, the search for Australia's stinkiest person. <laughs> And so, again, I guess we're venturing slightly into the Kenny versus Fanny loudest fart territory or whatever. Yep. Which is like... The hunt. <laughs> yeah, we have hunted, and now we have the hunt for Australia's stinkiest person. So, it's like, you you must be dedicated to smell really bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Because yep. you can casually smell bad. You know, yep. it's a 30-degree afternoon in, in Sydney right now. I'm sure there's some... some I don't know that either of us are smelling our best right not now. Not our best, but it's like, this is just kind of what happens. This yeah. is not a deliberate stink. No. Uh, but I think were it to be a competition, were it to be something that you're really striving towards, I think you have to get creative. Yeah. And I think that would bring out some really interesting characters. Yeah. Because the type of people who are willing to go on record and become famous for smelling bad. Yeah. That is a character type that we're not seeing on, on contemporary Australian reality TV. Doesn't exist, does it? Well, if they do, it's, it's ancillary. There's no way that, you know, like, it'll come up briefly, but it's never really been the focus of a show before. That's right. Like, they become these, these folkloric figures, like Joey Chestnut, for example. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I love. A I don't think he man. smells particularly bad, does he? No, no, it no. He can't smell great what he's doing, but I don't think it's his fault. Well, so here's the thing. How do you know who Joey Chestnut is? Well, I know Joey Chestnut because he's a competitive eater, uh-huh. and I'm kind of fascinated by him because I've heard a lot of 
There's actually a good book about him that I have on my bookshelf over there. This book is called Raw Dog, The Naked Truth About Hot Dogs. It's by Jamie Loftus. I recommend it. Now, name one other professional eater. Kobayashi. Okay, you can okay, do it. I, I can't I, do it. I can't do it. Because I have the book. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> so you've read the you've book. On, the wrong, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you've yeah, asked yeah, the wrong yeah. person. Right. But make your point. Well, the point is, like, this man is so known for his one particular intrepid skill, which is putting as many wet dogs down his gullet. Slurping glizzies. Yeah, yeah. as possible. Yeah. You well, I mean, sorry that to interrupt, to... but he has also got lots of other competitive eating records. I don't know that. It doesn't matter. You can, we can't, you know. What we know him for is slurping glizzies. Sure, yes. Um, That's his claim to fame. He's Glizzy Maguire. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, if you can be famous for gulleting hot dogs... Yes. You can sure as hell be famous for mad stank. For stinking. Yeah. yeah. And I know, I just know that I, I'm i not the person to do this, right? Yep. You know, I'm not the best smelling person in the world, but like, as, as we said, it's incidental, right? Yeah. If anything, I try and avoid it, actually. And yep. you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, there, there have got to be people out here, out there who are, are like able to crack this thing open in a way that I can't even imagine. Whether it's like rolling in substances that I'm not aware of or, you know, what you have to do to your clothes or... I don't know. Do you bury yourself alive? I don't, you know. Are you ready for logistics questions about Australia's smelliest person? Please. So, how do you isolate... I imagine there are group auditions, right? <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's true. Because you... And in an audition phase... Yeah, that's true. That's complicated. Because, like, obviously, once it comes down to it, you're able to keep things keep people pretty separate and you're able to kind of adjudicate what I, I also we're we're running into the issue which is that like for volume we yeah. have a really good metric which yeah. is decibels and like there are pieces of equipment that are designed to yeah whereas with something like smelling bad that's much more personal is this leaders of puke what is it well, <laughs> yeah it's 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 i would argue more of an art form uh. in the sense that you know you don't necessarily yes. There isn't necessarily a right or wrong smell, <laughs> a right or wrong answer to the nose. You yep, know what I mean? Yeah. Does like it, it pass the smell test? It is going to come down to. So I think we oh, have to the have smell like smell test. The smell test is probably what it's going to be called. Yeah. And you have, you, I think you have to have a panel of smell experts. Maybe a couple of like uh, you have one guy who's like a perfume. Uh, it doesn't have to be a guy, by uh-huh. the way. Someone who is like a perfume expert. You know, somebody who's like a sommelier or something, you know, yep, like people yep, yep. with okay. heightened or whatever. And then you also have celebrity smell experts. I think that's key. Yeah. Because we want this to be successful, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know necessarily who the celebrity smell experts are. Oh, Billy are. Corbin. Is he? Smell and Collie and the Infinite Sadness. <laughs> I was thinking you should probably have Husey in there just yeah. for the, oh, comic, definitely. You know, the yeah, comedic yeah. touch. And he'd be like, oh, it smells terrible. I think the more things that we can I'm angry. Using, I'm very, yeah. yeah. Now, I have two. Can I punch up these these shows? Oh, of course, okay, okay, absolutely, okay. yeah. Um, and then I want to hear your next one. By the so way, so instead of Australia's worst smeller, uh-huh. what if, if you're going to say Australia's, best smeller? I fucking hate this idea. Why do you hate it? Because that's boring. Well, no, but who's got the best? Of course, what you said was the hunt. Okay, yeah. and what I am imagining is like you know how you take cadaver dogs out to a field. Yes. Let's do that with humans. Interesting. There so are... I like that as punch up, but I don't think it needs to be Australia's best smell. If anything, Australia's best. I mean, like this is so subjective because it's like 
maybe the best smell is just neutral, or maybe the best smell is. Oh like- no, no, no! I mean, who is the best at smelling? Oh, okay, I understand. Right. Whose okay. olfactory glands I, are I the biggest? I thought you were saying like. Who smells the nicest? No. Which is like, that's boring to me. I don't want to find the person who most resembles a lilac or, you know, frankincense not or whatever. Not interested in that. It's not that's gross enough. That's boring to me. That sucks. Imagine six, 10, 12 dudes, mm-hmm. definitely dudes, because they're the only people who would really want to do this, I reckon. You reckon? Standing in a straight line in an open field, and Osher Ginsburg grabs the mic and he says, We have buried the remains of a guinea pig somewhere in this field. Yeah. Go. And they can only use their sense of smell. I can smell. picture a lot of challenges like this, where it's like, okay, we've got the finalists, they're all blindfolded. They're standing uh-huh. much much like what you're saying. Osher Ginsburg lifts, you know what, Matt Preston lifts a cloche. <laughs> <laughs> lifts a cravat. Yeah, it's got to be, yeah. And he, he uh, uh, unveils a smell. Yes. Which like, ooh. You know what? Maybe it has to be indoors because we need like a climate control. You don't want wind blowing a certain direction or mm-hmm. whatever. But like something is underneath this and our smellers have to adjudicate what is. Mm. Maybe. Okay. Maybe you have two shows. <laughs> I'm sitting up straight here in my show, in my chair. You have two shows. One is about the stinkiest person. One is about the best smeller. Oh, my God. And then. So, you know, you do these challenges to to find out who is the best smeller and yep. who is the worst smeller. And then it's hide and seek. <laughs> and then it's hide and seek. It's really funny. Yeah, you have to have a face-off. That's, this is like a live event. Mm-hmm. This is as big as a sport, you know, mm-hmm. as a fucking state of origin or whatever. Yeah. Where these people, <laughs> these people go toe-to-toe. I don't know exactly in what. Nose-to-nose. Yeah. What is the ultimate challenge between someone who stinks and someone who smells real good? You know, I think we hide the person who stinks really far away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we say, "Here's a swab of their of their sweat. Go." The thing, and is, then they though, have to track them down. That's a great challenge for the person who has a powerful sense of smell. Yeah, but that's not a good challenge for the person who smells really bad. What if they're rolling in mud? What if they're trying to diffuse their smell? Mm. How powerful is rolling in mud? Well, let's just say you Because, can- like, let's say we have found the stinkiest person in Australia. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't, I don't know how stinky that person is. I assume they're pretty fucking stinky. Yeah. But is mud just going to cake... Like, is, does mud just win every time? Can well, a I human don't know. be stinkier than mud can... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, what are you doing and how far are you willing to go to avoid getting caught? Mud because- will be a predator every time, but okay, will it but be... here's the thing. Money is on the line, all right? If... Australia's best smeller can catch yeah. Australia's stinkiest man yeah. or person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm picturing a non-binary within, stinky icon, by the way. Sure. It'll be one for the ages. It'll be a real, you know, shattering the, you know, okay. glass Australia's ceiling. stinkiest day is yeah. out there somewhere. And Australia's best smeller mm-hmm. is on the case. Yeah. But they've only got, let's say... Time 12 limit. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like Hunted. Just like Hunted. Is that what that show's called? Hunters? Th- the Hunted? Yeah. yeah. Right. We take the premise, mm-hmm. and that's how we do the final challenge. We find the stinkiest person. Yeah. We find the best smeller. Yeah. And then the best smeller has to hunt the stinkiest person. Yeah. The stinkiest person, look, I don't want to say nothing's off limits, but the only things that are off limits really are showering and right. deodorant. They, uh, that's the thing. They have to, because if they become less smelly, there's no game anymore. You cannot make any so measure like you to can get in decrease a taxi your stink. As long as the taxi driver doesn't mind. Or that's you right. know what I mean? Like, yep. it's like, 
yeah, this is almost like a reverse Amazing Race in some yeah. way. But yeah, I mean, this is pr- this is honestly pretty good. I think these are both good shows. It's kind of started as a them. joke idea, mm. and now it's become something really special. Really worked it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My next idea is The Bachelor, but for dogs. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So we have The Bachelor. We have The Bachelorette, sort of branching the. I'm sorry, like breaching the uh, the mm. gender you know, divide or whatever. Yep. And then we have the golden bachelor, which is like, now we're thinking about things within a, a different age category or whatever. Yeah. Gender, age, what's next. Yep. Species. The barkiest boy. It's, is that what you're going to call it? I Maybe think the so. Bar- the bachelor or something? The bar- well, something? I could, but I, you know. Or the bachelor poor. Oh, that's <laughs> no, what, that. not good. Why do you like that? Wow. <laughs> hmm. uh, Talk to me more about it. Because it's obviously... A good idea, but <laughs> like it does, it does present some challenges. Um, you were already talking about a TV show in which nobody speaks. Yeah, this is going to be that, and then more. You know what I mean? Like, well, so this is the thing where like you introduce the human element of like the owner. Okay, and so the owner has to be very charismatic mm-hmm. and uh, can, let's say, good training. Can good taste overcome puppy love? Oh, I like that. But, okay, so how does it play out? We we do similar, like, format where they're taking each other on, like, doggy dates. Doggy dates. And it's just up to the owners of each dog to adjudicate, like, what it... Because here's the thing I'm I'm worried about. Yeah. Is, like, uh, an owner of a dog, one of the dog chillerettes, let's say. Yes, yes, yes. Is like, oh, no, I think Fido is actually really getting along with uh, uh, Bill, Bill, Bill the dog. Bill the dog. <laughs> Another yep. great dog name mm. that we all know. Uh, where, like, that may not actually be the case, but they're just so strongly selling. You know what I mean? Like, how do we account for that bias? That's where this comes in. You know about the royal dog shows? I mean, I, I guess I'm aware that there is such a thing. I don't really know what it goes on there. So they take the dogs through like a circuit. Yeah, okay. The dogs yeah, yeah. roll over, they do tricks, they follow their owners, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And all of these prim and proper country club people are like, yes, 10 out of 10. Let's bring some of those prim and proper country club people mm. to the TV show to adjudicate how well these dogs are getting along. And then. Right, okay. Love experts. Yes. Stephen Van Apren. <laughs> Let's bring Steve Van Apren, the human lie detector, in as well, okay? So these are your judges. I mean, he's a human Official lie detector. He's not necessarily a dog lie detector. Person. Yeah. Steve Van Apren, human lie detector. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, official love correspondent. And maybe like one or two of the people from that dog show that's on Channel 10. Just yeah, well, they've already got over. a dog show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what's that called? Free to a good home? If it's not, it should be. Free to a good kennel? I think it's called The Dog House Australia yeah, or something like that. Yeah, The Dog House like is right, yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a uh, dog I don't think romance. the dogs are free, which is why no, they don't, yeah. Yeah, well, it's a shame. They should be. Mm. I think all dogs should run free. Yeah, mm. and I think dogs should be allowed to vote. <laughs> That's the show. <laughs> What's the show? <laughs> what, 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 I, agree, I agree in theory, but what do you mean? The show is... <laughs> Dogs are suddenly allowed to vote, uh-huh. and we need to convince the dogs who to vote for. So it's like it's like Veep or something. What is it? It's like behind the scenes of an election. Yeah, is this a fictional show? Or this is now we've gone into fiction. Unfortunately. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. It's a no, separate this pitch. is not reality. This is a separate podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Join us for the Boh uh, Fiction Podcast at a much later time. Well, 
They could do a fictional season of The Bachelor. It's been done. Well, I mean, yeah. A lot of them are. Depending on how jaded you are. Oh, well, you know? hey, yeah. Uh, those are my... <laughs> We've got some strong pitches. I think we diverted a little bit from the primary th- thrust of what this podcast was. Not that I mind. I'm having no, no, a no, great no. time. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk more about what you want to do this year. Okay, yeah. Well, all right. This is just purely, you know, just strategery <laughs> planning for, for throw this, some darts. Let's go. Okay. Well, we we the the la- we have we have already said, and I still feel very strongly that we should and will do the next season of F Boy Island Australia. Yes, agreed. The most recent season, the first season, aired in May of 2023. That's right. Now they can do whatever they want. It's not a network TV show, and even that they could do whatever they want. But because it's on on streaming i don't i don't think there's any rules as to when it will be but we i think we should assume that it's going to be roughly around the same time of year yeah i would say may or even sooner interesting okay so talk to me about the show that you want to do in the short term okay that's the yeah let me talk to you about that okay um this is a a reality tv show good this uh aired on television in the u.s uh seven eight years ago Actually, I want you to see if you, I want to. I want you to guess. Actually, if you have any guesses, is this Utopia? No, it's not. What's Damn it! I don't actually even know what that is. Utopia is this TV show that started in the Netherlands and then was appropriated for the US for Fox in 2015, mm-hmm. and basically they selected 12 people to start their own society. Okay, from scratch. Cool. It ran for. Did it go well? I see. About not. two months. Yeah. Before it got cancelled. Sick. And the people had no idea that it was getting cancelled, obviously. It sounds like, what was that teen show? Teen show? It was like a show that had oh, teen... Kid Nation? Kid Nation, yes. Oh, I w- would gladly watch either of Kid those Nation shows on this podcast good, yeah, with you. Yes. Yeah. Um, the one that I had in mind is slightly closer to our usual... Oh, is it Catching Kelsey? So... Yes. Sick. Yeah. So I, I I didn't know the right way to set this up. I guess that's the right way to set this up. But this is a, this is a pop culture figure who is, you know, more and more relevant by each passing day. It's fucking psycho that we're going to talk about Travis Kelsey on this show. So here's the bona fides for catching Kelsey, right? <laughs> this is a TV show that aired in 2016, on I want to e? say. Yes. On the E! Network. I have never seen it. Uh, have you seen it? I've seen a handful of episodes. Okay. Um, I also, obviously, if you're not aware, he's the guy who's dating Taylor Swift. The Bachelor franchise Mm. is like one of the primary millennial fixations. I think it is like one of the most important sort of documents when we look at this era in pop culture. Absolutely. And, um, it sounds slightly facetious to say that, but I do strongly believe it. But I also strongly believe, and- probably more so believe that like Taylor Swift is she's the most important millennial artifact. Right. Um Catching Kelsey is not, I think, but I think it will provide a very interesting I don't really know what's going on okay. with him or that. Or uh, this is the this is and a very And I think it is a really idea. good intersection of both just the timing is good because mm-hmm. it's he's in the Super Bowl and she's putting out, you know, she'll also be touring if we do mm-hmm. this, you know, it'll be mm-hmm. during that. But also, I mean, she's not involved in this show. I just think it's like that's, no, 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 no. that's what the fascination is. But 
there are some core fascinations that you and I share, which, you know, both of us are extremely interested in like music and pop culture and her relationship with Travis Kelsey being such a huge part of what that conversation is right now. Yeah. But then also you, my friend Max Quinn, really like the yeah. National Football League. Yeah, I do. Which is something I have almost no like reference base or, or knowledge base in at all. Mm-hmm. But like that's the lens through which he is being presented in this show. And the coolest thing about that is that at the time he was a nobody. Right. Okay. He was like, like an up and coming. Was he? It was, it was not college or what? no. So he's an NFL player on the Chiefs at this time. But mm. like Pat Mahomes, who's the quarterback who is arguably the most talented quarterback ever to play the game. He's sick. He's so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, and he basically came into the league. Everyone knew Kelsey was good, but he unlocked Kelsey. Right. And okay. so in the last five years, Kelsey has become this superstar. Right. But all of that has happened after catching this Kelsey, show, which is kind of like. Would you would you agree it's kind of like what put him on a lot of people's radar? No, not at all. Like, it was a bizarre novelty that it happened even when it did. Okay, right. So, because this, this, I mean, it was an e-network thing. It was not like Mm-mm. every house in America was tuning in. Right, and he plays, like, what is one of the less important positions in the NFL. He plays a position called tight end. <laughs> uh, when it happened, it was like, whoa, a tight end can be famous. Right, okay, yeah. Um, and famous for having a, a reality love show and being pretty good at football at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah. If you're not aware, this is a this is a dating show starring him in which he was searching for a partner. He is one of my favorite pop culture figures. Yeah, mostly because he loves to call people jabronis. Sure. Well, he has huge amounts of character, as I've seen from like old tweets of his that have surfaced the and stuff tweets, like that. Tweets the New Heights podcast. There's so much to explore between uh, Travis and Taylor, and this is right for us. So this is this is what appeals to me about it is that it will really engage you in a way. Like what what this podcast has turn into or or at least like been for the last little while yeah is me being extremely in deep on this <laughs> shit and talking to you about it you know well, what so I mean? like this has become the role reversal over over time has been that uh we started and we were both like we're really interested in reality tv and then over time uh the dynamic has shifted to the extent that like you are better at this, at, at I'm knowing about reality TV and The Bachelor in particular than I am. And it, it, I will clarify for anyone who's not sure, it started as a bit. Yeah. It started as like, imagine how into it I could get. Yeah. And now it's like, oh no. <laughs> it's like, I actually can't be normal about it. Yeah, yeah. Now way. it's like, oops. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this will be a really fun experiment in... You know, I, I would like for you to kind of talk me through it oh, in a way. This, you know, I want to unlock the... the. This is just right for me. And I, w- I want to be good about, like, my eyes not glazing over when I hear about football stuff. Because yeah, I know yeah, that yeah. can tend to happen. I really want to avoid that. I want to yeah. make sure... I You know, I know our audience fairly well. I think you do too. And, mm-hmm. like, we don't want to ostracize people by going in too deep about, like, football shit or whatever. Sport shit, yeah. We want to link this back to, like, what interests us broadly about it, which is, like... Pop culture, reality, dating, you know, Taylor Swift, all and this stuff. And this is, like, whoever on the E! Network was so prescient mm. to have cast Travis Kelsey. Sure. It was like, and at the time, so this is the time where Rob Gronkowski, Gronk, mm-hmm. 
is the most famous tight end in football. And he's different to Baby Gronk? He's very different to Baby Gronk. So, Baby Gronk gets his name from Gronk. Okay, and he's different to Baby Groot? Slightly. (laughs) Okay, Okay, good. So, Baby Gronk and Groot have uh, youth in common. Uh Uh-huh. Baby, wait, Big Gronk, Gronk, and Groot. Big Gronk. The other day, (laughs) this is Hottest 100, Uh sitting in the office, and me and... Uh, another man named Max, Max Laverne. Well, that must be confusing. Oh, oh no, I know Once Max. a month. Shouts out. We get, um, we get emails meant for each other. It's yeah, so yeah. confusing. Yeah, Once yeah. a month. Can you oh imagine that? Oh, my God. That, what is that? No. Like 10 times a year? Something like that. Yeah. We go, no, you mean the other Max. Whoops. And then you have to go and find, you know, the forward button and then well, make so sure you accidentally don't forward it to yourself. I mean, oh, you don't want to do any of that. Yeah. So well, then what happens, right, is we're sitting next to each other on Hottest 100 Day. And you go, hey, uh, Max Quinn. Oh, doy, whoops, that's my name. But this is what people started to do. They went, Max, and we both go, oh. Yeah, yeah. Wrong. Happens to me all the time with my friends called Xavier. And then Christian, one of our friends, came around and he was like, hey, Big Max. <laughs> Not me. Yeah, right. He's the bigger Max. Interesting. As it turns out. Yeah. This is a new... Well, actually, it's not that new because when I was a child, my uh, Aunt Lisa was married to a man named Max. And so he was always Big Max and I was Little Max. You know what's funny is my mum's name's Lisa. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And she and I are married. (laughs) You married your aunt? (laughs) No, you aren't. (laughs) Uh, how do we how do we get onto that? I forget. Hard to say. But Baby Groot. Gronk. Oh, Gronk, Gronk. Right. So Gronk's the biggest personality. He's this guy who is like a big dummy who is a. We'll talk Gronk about was all- a big dummy. He was. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Gronkowski. Uh-huh. And so he's catching passes from Tom Brady, the best quarterback to ever play the game outside of maybe Pat Mahomes, and. The quarterback to tight end combination is all of a sudden a huge thing. There's all kinds of tight end scandals that we can talk about over the years. Aaron Hernandez killed a dude. That's all I'm going to say. Wait, on the field? No. Oh. Because they do. Gun. I mean, they do. Like, and that crash was Tom Brady's other guy. There's only oh. one guy who's ever, like, not quite died, but almost died. Mm. Uh, his name was Damar Hamlin. And that happened last year. There's good drama. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, Kelsey is like the second banana of tight ends at this time. Right. And over the years, yeah, 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 becomes the first banana, right? And between Kelsey and Mahomes and their coach Andy Reid, oh, did you see what happened to him a couple of weeks ago? Do you think I saw what happened to him a couple of weeks ago? Really? Did this not pierce the the zeitgeist in such a way? (laughs) I think so. Our listeners might be screaming at their phones right now. I don't know. (laughs) They are playing in what is known as the coldest oh sorry go on game of the last like 20 years okay sounds good to me oh no i remember seeing this it was very cold it was really really cold in kansas city where we were not six months beforehand okay and it was so cold that beautiful andy reed one of the best coaches of all time coach of the chiefs coach of kelsey and mahomes Look, his mustache froze. <laughs> oh, the poor guy. He has a frozen mustache. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 dramatic. Look at this. <laughs> Little beads of sweat become icicles. Fantastic. 
Andy Reid's favorite food is hamburgers. Okay, enough Andy Reid for now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm calling a moratorium on fun facts about a coach of a team. Okay, from a podcast that we will soon. Uh, well, that's the thing. I don't want to ruin it. Oh, we have yeah, so much Andy right. Reid's so favorite food discussions to look forward to. What interests me most about this show, which I haven't watched, I haven't watched any of, it's widely available, I almost started watching it, and in mm. fact I made myself nervous by deciding not to watch it, because I was like, <laughs> it might be really boring, it might be really bad, and yeah. that concerns me about this podcast, which yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. But We'll have a great time. I think I we will. What, concern, what, what interests me about it is, the one thing I know about it is it begins with an almost unheard of number of women. Yes, uh, I can't remember exactly what it is. I think it's like 80 or something like that. It's like a larger, you know, the bachelor, uh, sorry, the bachelor in America this year. Um, the, the like night one twist is that there were more women on that than any other season of bachelor ever. And I believe that number was 32. That seems like a lot of people to me. It was certainly like an imposing vibe at the bachelor mansion where, you know, Joey Grazade is just kind of like, I don't know how to talk to all these people. From memory, mm-hmm. I might be wrong about this, but Travis Kelsey wears jersey number 87. I believe that's it. Yeah. It's yeah. whatever his jersey number is. That's the number. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So I just like want to see what the optics of that are, you know, like, and that's enough to get me in the door. And anything that happens beyond that, I'm there for the surprise. And I've also, I've never watched an E Network uh, reality show. Oh, okay. I think. I'm trying to think what else there Kardashians? is. Kardashians? Oh, I have watched that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's... Okay, I've watched a lot of that. And that's... that's We've never covered one. How about that? Sure, okay. And I think it'll be interesting to see, like, a, a, diff, a totally different group of people doing a totally different type of thing. Yeah. You know? By, by like, structurally speaking, it's going to be, like, somewhat in the same ballpark as a F-boy or a Batchy or a whatever else, Love Island. You know, like... Uh-huh. Um, sorry, uh, Real Love Boat or something. You know, like, it's going to be, like... It's a dating show. Yeah. But a new angle at it is very interesting to me. I think there's plenty of good reasons for us to do this. Also, it's like six or seven episodes. Yeah. Um, and they're all available to be streamed as of right now on Channel 7's streaming service for free in Australia. Okay. Also on Hey You, um, which is a subscription service in Australia. And a very cheap one. I think it is pretty cheap, right? Yeah. All it's of the like, Pump Rules is on Hey You. There's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, if you're outside of Australia, I'm sure it's pretty widely available. Yeah. Or, you know, if it's you want to work, you illegal it. shit, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's out there. But also, it's not super widely discussed as yes. a show. So, I think it's going to be interesting to dig into. Okay. I think that's a really, really good idea. Yeah. Thank Let's you. talk about... So, if we do Catching Kelsey, mm-hmm. and then we do F-Boy Island. Right. What do we do after? Then I think there's like fucking six months. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And... uh. I would. I. I still don't want to go dark. You know what I mean. I want to Me keep neither. doing it. I um, want a pencil in golden batch at some point. I feel like that will happen in Australia. You reckon? Mm, no. Oh, you US. mean another season of Golden Batch in the US? Yeah, I agree. Although I don't know if that's necessarily going to be this year. You don't think? Or at least like not until pretty late on the calendar. I think we're looking at like October, November. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when does Bachelorette? You know what? You might be right. You might be right. I would like to lock that in. Like, we should do it the next season. Okay, so we should do that. And yeah. so that leaves us with a period between, let's say, June and a half. <laughs> sure, yeah. To July and October to Roughly. do potentially yeah. one or two other things. Yes, exactly. And I have got so many ideas. Okay. I wonder if it's 
it makes sense to leave it for now just in case something becomes really relevant in the same way that catching kelsey feels like it is or do we want to there are also a couple of different ways we can go with it which is like one do more like series yeah like you know catching kelsey will will be something that we look at over you know i think probably six weeks or so yeah um do we want to pick something else that'll take six weeks do we want to pick something else that'll take 12 weeks do we want to pick a handful of one-offs you know what's the right balance there this is something i don't know the answer to We'll have to talk to the audience, but at mm. least from my experience, I think getting invested in a series yeah. is the way that I personally like to operate as sure. uh, a content man. Yeah, and maybe we can have one-offs like in between to break things off or, or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, there are, there are things where it's like, um, you know, a book. Something will become relevant. Yeah. There, there'll be like... Sam Frost's book, for example. <laughs> that is actually the top of my list. Yep. <laughs> it's still sitting Thought there. it might be there. Yeah. I've been working on that episode, by the way. <laughs> just so you know. We've been, been putting it together. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of things on here which are like um, a book that I think um, one or both of us could read and then we can discuss. Uh-huh. Or a movie that one or both of us can watch and then discuss. Uh-huh. Um, or do a... Um, uh, do a commentary for which is something we've tossed around a little bit too yep um depending on what it is mm-hmm. um there are also things like just a topic um which is like it could be a topic which is like um like we mentioned before like let's rank the seasons i think that's a good one i think that's a good one too or like yeah. rank the leads or yep. you know like what are the most brutal breakups or you know that sure yes we could do thing. some sort of some of that and i think that that is a good idea both in the sense that it is clickbaity but also in the sense that if we're able to before uh, let's say a new season of the bachelor yeah le- like once we know about that that's when we pen- pencil in those one-offs yeah and i also think um doing shows like that will help us define our like worldview the canon yeah exactly yeah. and like it's funny no one cares, obviously, but like um, we've been doing this show for so long. We've talked about The Bachelor probably more than anybody else on the what in the. I mean, that, the I don't know if that's true, yeah. but uh, but like we we have never really talked about or like you know we we talk about each season and each episode as it happens, but we have not really talked about like the canon, you know, the and canon. Like, what we what think are, are the, the most individual best episodes? Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, so all that stuff I'd like to get into. Yeah, there's some of that like historical data that needs to be. Um, or historical context that needs to be established and resolved. Yes, totally. Yeah. There are individual episodes of things. Okay. That I think would make for a good she got for me. pod. Um, so like, uh, I mean, some of these are like documentaries about The Bachelor. Uh-huh. So like there's this Vice TV sh- show called The Dark Side of the 2000s, where one of the episodes is called The Bachelor, Every Rose Has Its Thorns. And it's this look at like the history and the behind the scenes of the bachelor uh-huh. whatever. Um, or, you know, I don't, ima- I don't imagine we would get, we would want to do the entire series of trial by Kyle, but we did talk at one point. About, oh yeah. Well, maybe, you know, we watch the whole series, but we only make one episode of our podcast about that or something like right. that, you know? Yeah. Um, but then there's other things where it's like, uh, uh, you know, we've often talked about doing, um, Trying to find a good example that's not going to ruin something. We talked about doing Milf Manor. Oh, yeah. We could end up going around back to Milf Manor. Or is Milf Manor too far in the rear view now? I think it's gone. It yeah. didn't happen again. TLC decided no, even though Joey in my heart said yes. I have assembled a list of reality TV shows from the past that I don't think you are aware of that have 
I, I think it would be too much of a spoiler to give too, too much away, but like have some quite cursed or quite interesting like hooks to them. Would you like to just give me some titles and I can try and guess some? <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, let's, let's think. Uh, a lot of them, part of the reason I picked them is because the title is like the perfect kind of summation of what they are. So I don't want to pick one that you will get too easily. Okay. Uh, Mr. Personality is one I have. Uh, okay. So they have to judge who is Mr. Personality, um, but he's secretly rich. Interesting. That's not what it is. Mm. I like that guess. There are shows like that. And in yeah. fact, like from a similar era. Do I tell you what Mr. Personality no, let's is? save it. Okay. There are a handful of shows like that. If anybody's listening and they're aware of what that is, they'll be tickled, I'm sure. Great. Um, yeah. Plenty of stuff like that. Some like enjoyably cursed, some like truly like fucked up. Like I've yeah. always been kind of curious about doing a podcast about this, something about Miriam. Yeah, me too. Which, like, is a show that I don't really think anybody should watch. Like, it seems like... I'm so fascinated by yeah, it. But I feel I'm, like if there's anyone that's going to do it, it's going to be us. Right. And, like, the episodes are sitting on my hard drive. It's, like, it's going to be very challenging to watch, I think. And, like, we will not, I assume, have a huge amount of very positive stuff to say about it. No. But also, like, yeah, we're equipped to do that, I think. Well, if know. anyone is going to talk about it in the proper historical context of where reality TV has gone since and how how culture has evolved since then why can't it be us yeah i agree there is one that is the most cursed that i i thought of for us to do a number of years ago and i have kept it in my back pocket as this will be the last episode of bachelor of hearts oh now i have no plans to end this show at any point no. basically at but if ever we the- need to pull the pin on the grenade right exactly and like there was a while there where i was like oh the last episode we published should be um, the live show that we do with Osher Ginsburg. Yeah. Which I hope happens at some, at some point. point. Um, and I think that will be terrific. I don't think that's as good a last episode as this one. Go on. Should I tell you what it is? I, I almost feel like it's better if I don't. Okay. Absolutely better but to like, keep me in the dark. But, and you know what? Keep the audience in the dark as right, well. We're all good about this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone here is fine not knowing what this is. <laughs> I mean, people are probably dying i hope they're dying in some way (laughs) all of us also i would like to hear anybody's guesses anybody's suggestions we've always been like pretty keen on like uh whatever the most interesting idea is that should win right yeah yeah i agree Um, so this is a great time to do it it's always a good time to do it if you have any thoughts about like a show you think would make for a good uh episode or a series of episodes of this show particularly while we're planning out the 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 rest of this year yeah um come at us like we're we're keen i would like to do kid nation kid nation's a good one yeah kid nation's a really good one if it's not i don't think it's on the list i'm going to put it on there that's something that i feel like uh holds a particular place in my heart for for uh nostalgia purposes did you watch it at the time yes i remember watching it at the time too i've not revisited it oh i revisited in 2000 and revisit oh i revisited in 2013 or 14 okay and was like wow yeah this holds up yeah I have no idea if that's still true. Yeah. But it is fascinating. Yeah. There's all, uh, the other thing is there's also past Bachelor seasons that would make for interesting shows. Sure. Whether it's filling in the gaps of Bachelor Australia, uh-huh. um, of which there are two seasons of Bachelor and I think one of Bachelorette that we never covered. Yes. Which would be interesting. Mm. There are also some historically relevant or interesting seasons of Bachelor US. Although I might argue that now... We are friends with the podcast Bachelor in Retrospect. They're doing a better job. We're doing an incredible job of that stuff. Yeah. Um, Unless we want to, like, 
The, the one that I think, because I just don't think they'll get to it for a while, is the first season of Bachelor US that I watched in full, uh-huh. which is season 20, um, which is, you know what? It's not even that good of a season. Okay. I am interested in revisiting it because I have not rewatched it since then. And I want to see, with hindsight, what it was about that season that like fanned the flames and mm. turned me into this thing that i am now well when we get there why don't we ask there's a million great ideas there's there's so much to look forward to max you're trapped in this prison with me forever (laughs) (laughs) can i get an honest smell check yes what are we calling it uh how much longer do you want to keep doing the bachelor of hearts podcast oh i'll go as long as as you want to go okay great yeah yeah I don't have any, like, unless I have to move overseas to do something, Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Sick. This is fun and I like it. This is how I feel too. Yeah. I think it will keep, it'll keep growing and being different and stuff. Yeah. Like, I listened back to an episode from a few years ago recently and I was like, oh, the show's changed quite a bit. Yeah. Without me really noticing or right. it's, it's like how things do, you know, it changes gradually. I think coronavirus had something yeah, to yeah, do with we it for sure. Yeah, yeah, we were definitely in a pandemic for a while. Um, but... Yeah, I want to keep doing it. Yeah. There's literally so much to talk about. Well, there was a phase where I had very elaborate ways of introducing people. Oh, sure. That, I mean, that? that's always great. Yeah. 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 I realized listening back to an old ep- older episode, we didn't used to both say hello at the start. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> no. Like that's just like breathing that's to a me hallmark. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much more there is to say. I mean, like, we have yeah. some plans going ahead. We don't have a solution for... Network 10 or Warner Brothers or whatever. But I think both of us, would you agree, feel like there will be some kind of Bachelor thing in Australia? There'll at least be something for us to cover. Yes. The, I think the, the through line is there will always be something for us to cover. Yes. And I think we will always want to keep doing it. Bingo. Um, whether it's... Yeah, it's funny that we this is a Bachelor podcast, but I think as we look forward, it will increasingly be somewhat less of a Bachelor podcast. Yeah. But that's what the foundation is. Um, I certainly can't undo all of the <laughs> stuff I've done to myself yeah. you know, at this point. Yeah. So, like, it will always be informed by that. Um, and it's also, we're not becoming a, like, non-Bachelor podcast in that's any true. way. It's, it's like just how more like view it through a Bachelor lens. We're, yeah, we're reacting to the the changing landscape yeah. in the world, the, what we're being presented. A with. world that cares increasingly less mm. about the bachelor yeah yeah i mean i think it's going to be a good rich full year yeah from us hopefully some sort of twists and turns that people aren't expecting we aren't expecting right and also hopefully some like you know good stuff we can really sink our teeth into massive celebrity guests <laughs> sure well maybe maybe and uh what else if you'd like to support the show you can find us on patreon.com oh, yeah, slash right. boh pod mm-hmm. there's still people doing that even though we're not like doing releases on that feed which i think is awesome yeah that's really, really kind of really you. sweet yeah um where i should give you some of that money oh whenever i haven't cashed any of it out yet yeah right okay but, you know yeah, yeah. we're banking we'll it. it out um do you need any do you, nah. need, do you want any money right, for the short time yeah, yeah. There are people who are still doing that, even though we are not releasing quite as frequently as we were. I mean, we were putting out two episodes a week or whatever oh last God, month. Oh my God, four, five, who can say? Yeah. Uh, 
but uh, that's that's really awesome. That's really appreciated. Thank you so Thank much. You. Um, you can find us on social media if you'd like to continue this conversation. Let us know if you're particularly excited about any of the things we've talked about in this episode. If there's anything else that you think should be on our radar. What feels right. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on social media at BOHpod. And of course, the best social media of, of all of them is Meta. <laughs> I don't know. The Bachelor of Hearts Facebook group. Bachelor of Hearts Osh Posting is the place where you can go to hang out with us and our guests and our friends and our well wishes. And <laughs> I don't think our parents Associates, are in there. No. Know. Yeah. Who can um, say? Th- is that everything? I think that's Listen, about I feel all. like that's just about everything for, uh, for what we have for you right now. It is one of the sweatiest <laughs> days of the year. Like and we said, 130, 140 degrees Fahrenheit. I believe. The big F. That's um, what they call it in this country. That's right. So, Whoops. <laughs> I really gave it away. You did a little bit. Listener, until next time. We love you. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Also, goodbye. Oh, yeah. How are we? I don't know. We were trying to just <laughs> communicate that. Yeah. Running out of time. Make the most of what's before me. Searching for.